Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well did any big news happen today (laughs) did any big news happen today are we sure that nothing big happened oh boy it's gonna be a big show it's gonna be massive just guys we gotta trust the process we got to trust the alignment that brian kelly is putting forth to make lsu another national championship winning team uh but we do got a lot to talk about carrie cooks is now named and i'm assuming now we can we can say it is going to be one of the dude db coaches he was hired today to be a part of brian kelly's staff coy raymond is going to be leaving for the University of Florida to be their next associate head coach. And interim head coach and O-line coach Brad Davis will be staying in Baton Rouge uh, to fulfill his same roles uh, with the Tigers. Uh, Got a lot to get into. I was going to get into Rafino's rants. That was what I planned for all day. Uh, But with everything breaking up, we're going to have to shift a little bit on how the show is going to go uh, we will get into what, you know, I had this segment for Brian Kelly understands the process or the alignment. Let's just call it the alignment. Brian Kelly understands the alignment. Um, we just got to be okay. We got we to gotta be okay with what Brian Kelly's doing. And we got to be okay with staff, staff moves that he is wanting to make. And I know it's going to hurt for some. It's going to sting for others. But we're going to just talk about um, what it truly means for LSU moving forward. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Big show in store for us tonight. All right, let's do this. Let's get to a couple comments before 
we get started. Uh, Cold Case says, please tell me Cooks is not the replacement. He is going to be a, def- uh, a DB replacement. Um, look, this is why you go and get someone like Frank Wilson. This is why you go and get someone like Frank Wilson to help you in recruiting. This is why you keep Brad Davis. Guys, Sunday, I'll get into that to start off. So let's do this. Since we got so um, so much to get into, I'm just going to skip the opening process of getting to some comments. Um, so let's do this. Let's do this. Let's pay some bills, and then let's get started. None better than our good friends over at GM Var- oh, 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 Before I should have said this. I always forget. Everyone joining us, thank you for joining us. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. If you're on Facebook, there is 392 of you. Do us a favor by hitting that like button, hitting the share. I want all 300 of you, 400 of you, to do us a favor by hitting that like button and hitting the share. Share to your social media platforms. Share to some Facebook groups. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you're on Periscope Twitter, thank you so much for being along with us. Hit the retweet and the subscription button if you're listening to us on the audio podcast. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, don't forget, do not forget to hit that subscribe button and notification bell. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. So let's pay some bills, and then we'll get started. So much to get into. None better than our good friends over at GM Varno and Sons and BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno and Sons. 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992 is where you can call them for any one of these great services. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small. That's 225-664-9992, or go see him over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at betonline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. At the end of the show, you want to play some bets this weekend? You want to play some NFL bets? No better place to do that than betonline.ag. Use the Believe 50 AYS podcast tab, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you put in or you deposit 100, BetOnline will give you a 50 dollar welcome bonus it's betonline.ag betonline.ag all right let's get this thing rolling y'all let's get this thing rolling y'all uh Pooh bear fires off he on youtube he says hashtag ask blake does that leave the door open for Durante jones to stay it could it certainly could look brian kelly has had a history so if you missed it and you haven't seen it um we do have some staff changes, some people that are staying and some people that are going. Obviously, in the biggest is Corey Raymond. Now, I don't want this to be conceived or per- perceived, not conceived. Conceived is what, you know, you do to make a baby. Perceived to be in the wrong light. Corey Raymond is a fantastic coach when it comes to recruiting. He's a fantastic coach for what LSU has done over the last 10 years, majority of the time over the last 10 years, which has been man-to-man coverage on the outside. Fantastic at it. I don't I, I don't think that you can argue the fact that Corey Raymond is not a good coach when it comes to what you've seen over the last 10 years for LSU with defensive backs. Now, I will say the last two years have been really tough. The last two years have been really tough. Guys aren't communicating well. Guys struggled, but they got better as the season went on on both 
at both seasons in the last two. LSU's going to be okay. Here's how I know why. Here's how I know why. Somebody's saying, F me? F me for what? Uh, Mark Allen? Sorry, Mark. See ya. Um, but knowing that LSU is going to be okay, and here's all of the reasons why. Now, there was a lot of debate today on Twitter about all of this and everything going on, and we'll get into why Coy Raymond's leaving and all that kind of stuff, so stay tuned for that. But LSU has been known and very well guarded as DBU. Coy Raymond has been a big part of that. But let me list some names for you that Corey Raymond did not go out and actively recruit or develop. Tyron Matthew, Patrick Peterson, Mo Claymore, Therald Simon, Leron Landry, Chad Jones, Craig Stelts, Corey Webster, Eric Reed. LSU was far and beyond DBU before Corey got here. Now, Corey has maintained that status, and there's absolutely nothing you can say about that. Nothing. You can say about that. But let's not act like, let's not act like LSU hasn't had success before at that position. I know it's not what you want to hear, and I know that you're going to get upset with me in saying that. And I'm and and for that I apologize that you're upset with it. Because you are losing a good coach. I can't argue that. And I'm not going to get on Kerry Cooks, who's been a defensive coordinator. One thing that we are realizing, one thing that we are realizing from Brian Kelly and the staff guys that he's already hired, let's let's name those guys that he's already hired so far and come a part of his staff. Either number one, they've called plays, or number two, they've been a head coach at some form of capacity. What do I mean by that? And Brad Davis, I'm going to give him coaching in this interim game and holding LSU's team together at the current moment. Bill, uh, Brian Kelly is specifically telling you that he trusts Brad Davis and the status of the coaching realm and what he's heard from other coaches about Brad Davis to name him the interim. Very, very well-known, very well-respected, and a guy from Baton Rouge. You go and then you get Frank Wilson that not only has experience at LSU and has been the two-time recruiter of the year at LSU, but guess what he also has? Head coaching experience. And then you go to Kerry Cooks, who is the, uh, co- or used to be the co-defensive coordinator at Oklahoma, who's called plays, who, by the way, by the way, will not be calling plays for LSU defensively won't be and if Durante Jones is maintained if he's maintained another guy that's called plays in the SEC so what do we know about all this and what is Brian Kelly putting around him guys that see the game exactly like he does now that's not to say that Corey Raymond doesn't that's not to say Corey Raymond wouldn't or couldn't or shouldn't it is to say that these guys have skins on the wall when it comes to actually calling plays. Guys that Brian Kelly trusts that they're going to envision and look and accept the way that he sees the game from a play caller's perspective. 
The associate head coach that he's bringing in here, guys, by the way, who's getting paid $900,000 and at the end of his contract, a million dollars a year to do that, is coming from being a head coach at Magnese. He views... He views everything in the same light as a head coach. You can't take – there is no amount of experience in Joe Brady and the young guys that you can – go and get a young guy. The experience that you bring into that coaching staff and recruiting, you can't put a dollar amount on. Now, let me get to this because this was something that started to come out later today. And Matt Moscona, who got this from Ryan Clark – who Ryan Clark, with all due respect to him, has been very divisive towards LSU and their players since Ed Orgeron did not recruit Ryan Clark's son. You want to put your skins on. If you want to go out there and talk about LSU, you better you better be able to have the real, retaliation behind that. I like RC. I really do. But if you're going to put facts out there, let's put all the facts out there. You can't go around this town saying stuff like that without it being repeated. Want to come on the show and talk about it? Let's do it. But let me get to Matt Moscona and what he reported. I don't. Let me go find it. I didn't even put this in my notes. But Matt Moscona is reporting. I'm quoting. Book it. Florida gave uh, Corey Raymond a pile of cash and more responsibility. What they did is what they did in making him the associate head coach. Matt says, LSU routinely gave other assistants more money, i.e. Brad Davis, $830,000, who don't, who doesn't, have his credentials, and Corey Raymond saw it as disrespectful. They assumed his loyalty. So, are you saying it's opinion, Matt, or are you saying you have sourcing in facts? Then don't say book it. This is coming from someone close to Corey Raymond, probably Ryan Clark. They were wrong, and now they're going to pay in a different way. Who's going to pay what? Because when we talk about Bo Pelini two seasons ago and how bad their defense was historically, the last time I checked, Coy Raymond was a part of that staff. Again, don't take this in the wrong way that I'm saying Coy Raymond's not a good coach. I am not saying that. I do not agree with that at all. What I do agree with is when you bring a $100 million coach in here, you have to give him the ability to bring the guys that he wants in here. Guys, your DB's coach is a defensive, an ex-defensive coordinator. You know who else does that? You ready for it? You want the hard truth? You know who else does that? Nick Saban. Their offensive line coach was an NFL head coach a season ago. Their offensive coordinator was a head coach a season ago. The only reason that he allows Pete Golding to run his defense, oh, by the way, surrounded by former head coaches and coordinators, is Pete Golding. It's because it's Nick's defense, and he's got his hands tied in every single bit of it. We have videos being leaked about Nick Saban calling the defense, and he's not, he doesn't even have a play sheet or a play card. He's telling Pete Golding over the headset what to run. Like, I saw the video today. Great coaches put great coaches around them that see what they see. You can hate it all you want. You can, and look, I'm not saying I like it. But I'm going to give the winningest per wins 
not national championships, per wins, the winningest head coach in college football right now, Brian Kelly, I'm going to give him the opportunity and the freedom to bring his staff in. Guys, if you lose a recruit, I get it. It sucks. It really stinks. But one recruit does not change your entire team. Unless his name's Joe Burrow, but that's not that ain't in this class. The guy that you're going to get there, his name's Walker Howard, and by the way, you got him. Let's not get this twisted. Everybody needs to, we need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and relax. Now, you're probably going to say, Blake, how in the hell are you going to tell me to relax when you're sitting in here yelling in a microphone? You're right. You're right. But I want to know if that if this story from Matt Moscona is sources and running a story, or are you are you basing it off of an opinion? Because if you're basically what you're doing is in this, you're not only throwing Brian Kelly under the bus, you're throwing Scott Woodward, Virgil Allsbury, et cetera, et cetera, underneath the bus. Going to read this again, and then we're going to get to some comments. Tyron Matthew, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger, not a Corey Raymond disciple or kid or recruit. Frank Wilson was the guy that arguably got the best DB in LSU's history. Frank Wilson, not Corey Raymond. He was on the coaching staff. I mean, on the strength staff. Didn't recruit him or develop him. And you can argue with me all day long, but facts are facts. Patrick Peterson, Mo Claiborne, Therald Simon, LaRon Landry, Chad Jones, Craig Stelts, Corey Webster, Eric Reed. Heisman finalist, first uh, all-team SEC, probably should be a Hall of Famer at LSU, in my opinion. Uh, Thorpe Award winner, Mo Claiborne, uh, LaRon Landry, Chad Jones, Craig Stelts, Corey Webster. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you, you're going to be DBU because of the kids that you're able to get in here. You don't. I know you don't like that fact, but facts can be facts, and I hate losing him. Kurt Paul says uh, Patrick Peterson was the best DB, uh, DB fight me. No, he wasn't. Not at LSU. If anybody says that Tyron Matthew wasn't the best DB, um, you're either sadly mistaken, and Kirk, I love you. Guys, (laughs) Tyron Matthew won you football games, Georgia and Arkansas. Patrick Peterson never did. Uh, Dane Bergeron says, yes, it was. Cooper is the father of DBU. The common guy on YouTube says, all we we need to do is set up – NIL deals and recruits will know will come no more no matter who the coach is. I don't fully agree with that, but we'll see. Chad says Matt always thinks he has sources and no one has them like he does. Dude is a B word. Brent Moore says LSU has a long history as DBU. History is DBU. Tony Williams says, What's up, Blake and the Rudy Crew? What's happening, sir? Um, or I think or lady, 
<laughs> Tony, I'm sorry. I just don't want to disrespect disrespect you. Uh, Darren Jackson Jr. says, Florida will never be DBU. The coach don't make the player. The player makes the coach. Hmm. You, you, you know, it's funny. It's funny. Um... That Darren says that. You know, we were going to talk about a little bit the Sa- about the Saints tonight. I really wanted to get into it. Um, Drew Brees is gone, and how does Sean Payton look? And I know they got injuries, but guys, when you don't have good players, you don't look like a good coach. Uh, Brandon Sanders on Facebook says, hashtag Ask Blake, is Walker Howard next to go to Gainesville? No. Patrick says, Moscona said it was opinion before he said that. So, let's read this again. LSU, listen closely. LSU routinely gave other assistants more money, i.e. Brad Davis, who who doesn't have his credentials, and Corey Raymond saw it as disrespectful. How do you know he saw it as disrespectful? Because I'm hearing the same thing he is. I'm hearing the exact same thing Matt is. They assumed his loyalty. They were wrong. Who's they? Who is they? Be more clear. And now they're going to pay for it in a different way. You got to know that, Patrick, that's not an opinion. I've been doing this for too long. You and I, I'm, I would bet a, a crisp $100 bill because <laughs> it's all the money I got. I'd bet a crisp dollar bill that that is sourcing. Uh, John Patton, look at my man. Look at this. Watch this. Bye-yow! Over at GMFS Mortgage. GMFS Mortgage changing lives, buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, even doing that cash-out refi. The timing has never been better. We're about to get to his comment, so you better call him. He'll talk to LSU with you. 225-614-1234. 225-614-1234. If you purchase, refinance, bill, and renovate, Tell him you good friend, Blake Rafino at AYS. Sent you on by. Uh, where's John Patton? There's my guy. I mean, guys, do you not want to save money? Do you not want to save money during Christmas time? If you got kids, you do. But he says attrition is inevitable. Have to let Kelly build his team build his team. I agree. Blaine Smith says, Oh, Kelly gets uh, a great DC or OC. Everyone will calm down. Guys, I think we need to be calm now. You got to give him the ability to do what he does. Let do you take this statement lightly? The winningest per wins, not national titles. So I get. Let's not have that debate. The winningest coach in college football is your head coach. Understand those words. Understand what you're saying when you say those words. You know, the one thing that I had to learn the hard way being in this business is using the right adjectives. What do I mean by that? I might say that this kid's a great player or this team is very elite. But we got to realize what we're talking about when we use a certain adjective. Is Georgia's defense elite? Not now, are they? So when I say the winningest coach in college football per wins, what does that tell you? The winningest coach in Notre Dame's history. 
Kids get kicked out for smoking weed. You think LSU's bad? By the way, I hear things. Ping. Wink, wink, hint, hint. Nookie gives us a whole bunch of fire emojis. <laughs> uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's get to a more, a couple more. Look, we, we, everybody looks at this as recruiting too. You know, like we should be talking about Brad Davis. Like we should be talking about how guys, it is historic. Look, there's not a lot of things on this planet that I know. Offensive line play is one of them. Guys, I don't know how to build a house. I don't know how to, I don't know, what are some things that other people, I don't know how to put an engine back together. I don't, um, I'm not the best at driving a boat. I'm a pretty good shooter, I will say that. So I can't say, you know, I'm not the best shooter in the world when it comes to shooting guns or bows or whatever. Um, You get the drip. You get my gist. I'm not great at all of those things. But by God, when it comes to offensive line coaching and offensive line play, I don't, I'm not tooting my own horn, toot, toot. But I watch that shit religiously. You can ask my very beautiful wife. Here's a picture of her right here. Mwah! You can ask my very beautiful wife. I will sit and watch O-line film religiously. Brad Davis is a hell of not only a recruiter, but an O-line coach. Guys, I don't care that you're paying him $830,000. You're also paying him money to be your interim coach and hold this team together. Hey, what has been your biggest issue? What has been your biggest issue to date? Everyone wants to bitch and complain about the offensive line. God forbid you leave a great recruiter in here because the only thing that Brad Davis has done to date is keep all of those kids committed. All the kids that are already committed on your offensive line, where have they gone? Oh, you really want to get some shit started? Fire Brad Davis. I get Corey Raymond. I, I understand it. But you're going to tell Emory Jones, Will Campbell, Fitzgerald West, you're going to tell all the rest of these guys to go elsewhere? By the way, I hear things about recruiting that they're about to go get somebody else, a big-time offensive lineman. They're going to be hitting the portal. We got to take a step back, man. Kerry Cooks, look, you can say it's not recruiting. You can say it doesn't do good. Uh, We'll see. Uh, David Singler says, your voice is ahead of your mouth. You're being delayed. That's actually on your end. That's not on my end this time. That's not on my end this time. Uh, Brett Garofalo. Oh, my man, Brett. What's happening, Brett? Who told me to roll my blood pressure down? He says, tell it like it is, Blake. We just tell it like it is. Uh, STR86.4 <laughs> on YouTube says, Brad Davis can recruit, and he is from Louisiana. That's true. DMT says, if that wasn't the case, the transfer portal w- uh, wouldn't exist. I don't know what that means. Trying to get to some of y'all's comments. DMT says, guys commit to the people who courted them. True. So, that would be Tyron Matthew, 
Patrick Peterson, Mo Claiborne, Terrell Simon, LaRon Landry, Chad Jones, Craig Stelts, Corey Webster, hashtag Nick Saban, uh, and Eric Reed. And I'm leaving out others. Ron Brooks. You remember Ron Brooks, number 13? Brandon Taylor, others. Like, let, let's not get this part twisted. The best defense LSU ever had in 2000, was in 2011 had nothing to do with Corey Raymond. It had to do with kids around the state made it a decision to come here and be the best. It was Ron Brooks going to get Patrick Peterson. It was Frank Wilson telling Les Miles that if you don't offer Tyron Matthew, that's going to be your ass, and you're going to be fired in a couple of years. I, guys, opinion doesn't care about facts. Nathan says, all I've been hearing is Kelly can't recruit. Let me pull this up. Huh. Let's see, Notre, Notre Dame recruiting. Notre Dame football recruiting. Let's see here. We'll go to 247. Uh, number six nationally right now. I'm going to give it to him because he put that class together. Uh, let's go to 2021. Number nine. Let's go. Oh, with academic restrictions. Number uh, uh, ten, uh, uh, top ten rated class with academic uh, limitations. 2020, 18. I'll give you there. Um, let's see here. 2019, another top ten class. So here's the thing. You can't recruit at Notre Dame like you can at LSU. And you know what? If Brian, you know what Brian Kelly is? He's a closer. You're hearing recruits talk about that right now, that he is the closer. Guys, there's not kids in the state of in the state of the in the state of Indiana going to Notre Dame. It's like having to recruit kids to Stanford. Vanderbilt. Guys, Vanderbilt! Who's the only team in the SEC that you're not to go to a bowl game? But you know what he's doing? You know what he's doing, right? If he's not a great recruiter, you know what he's doing? He's putting former coordinators around him and great recruiters all around him. Fantastic recruiters all around Brian Kelly. And in this rich state of Louisiana, guys, it's going to take off. What if there's a situation where, let's look this back up. Let's look this back up. What if the, what if you're, there's a situation where we're sitting here for a week from today, literally a week from today is early the early signing day. What if you get Will Campbell, Walker Howard, Jacoby Matthews, Shat, well, I don't think you're getting Chaz Preston, um, Kendrick Law, Quincy Wiggins, Latarius Welsh, Trevante Citizen, uh, Emory Jones, Austin Allsbury, Trevor Etienne, uh, Tyge Hill. Uh, let's keep going down. Uh, Bo Bordelon and others. And then you go outside the state and in the transfer portal and you're putting a damn good class together. If you can go get Jacoby Matthews, if you can go get a Harold Perkins. Guys, it's a transition, and we got to be okay right now. Craig Jones says, I love your energy, Blake. Keep it up, my guy. My guy? 
Paul Sharp says, off topic, where's your intro music? It's fire. Where, Where's your intro music from? I don't remember, honestly. I don't remember. Steve Bean says, hashtag ask Blake, what is in the max, what is the max number we can get from the portal? 25 recruits plus seven has been discussed, but we have had two more hit the portal. Does it make it nine? No, you can, no, you've had, you have a total of seven. So there's been a total of seven guys that have hit the transfer portal to date. So Brian Kelly can sign 32 guys. So really and truthfully, he can get the rest of them from the transfer portal as long as it's not um, – from the, my understanding, the way that I read the rule is, is that he can fill out the rest of his class from the transfer portal because that's what Mel Tucker did last year. Now, he didn't have the plus seven. He didn't have the plus seven, but that was okay. Right? Like, that was okay. Uh-oh. I don't know what I did. My phone is jacked up after today. Absolutely jacked up. Um, so, look, you completely change your roster with signing 32 kids. You're not going to get to probably 25. You might be able to get to 25 um, before the next signing day, but you're going to have to bring – you're definitely going to have to bring transfer portal guys in here to fill out this roster back out. There's no question about it. <clears throat> okay. I was going to get to some things I'm hearing about, um, some coordinator stuff, uh, I guess, and I guess we can get to it. Um, but let's get to a couple more comments, and we'll talk about that. Brayton Escon says, Blake, what's up? What kind of team can we expect Napier in Florida? Well, <clears throat> here's the truth. Um, the truth of the matter is, is Florida's like 69th in recruiting right now. A lot of kids decommitted when Billy Napier was named the next head coach. That's why they went out and got a guy like Corey Raymond so they can go out and recruit and start replenishing. Now it's going to take Brian Kelly, Frank Wilson, and others to keep these guys in here. You know, uh, uh, um, Dwight McLaughlin, I thought, said it best. We're still DBU, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it a step further. Guys, this is still LSU. This is still LSU. Let's not get that shit twisted. LSU is a is bigger than than one coach. It's bigger than Les. It's bigger than Ed. It's bigger than Nick. It's bigger than everybody. Not one man makes this program. Nobody. Not even someone that I consider a, a, a Bayou Angel and Joe Burrow. Nobody is bigger than this program. That's why when people ask me about Will Wade, which congratulations to the men's and women's college basketball teams for being finally being ranked in the top 25. Will Wade's got a – very quickly, Will Wade's got a squad. He's got a squad now. He got a squad. Watch out. So do, Kim Mo, Very quickly, Kim Mulkey was out here saying in our introductory press conference, guys, you got to give me more than a year. Kim, you from the 985, baby. You're from Tangy. Don't lie to them people. We knew you was going to go in here and start kicking some ass. Kim over there wearing them beautiful looking high heels. Girl, get out of here. Representing for the 985. <laughs> but going into the Will Wade, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter who the coach is or what the coach does or the player is or what the player does. No one with the whole Will Wade thing going on right now, no one is bigger than this program. Nookie says, I always wondered where Corey was – was during all the social uh, social justice tension. I don't know. I don't know. And, and look, that's something that y'all need to ask him. I, I've said my piece on, you know, if you're a racist piece of shit, don't unsubscribe, unfollow, all that, you know. I, I Look, we've already had people coming here saying stupid, ignorant bullshit, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, DMT says, Blake, Corey Raymond did indeed make DBU into a national brand. No, he didn't. Uh, that's all I want to uh, people to admit is that fact. No, he didn't. Got, with all due respect, the only kid that he got from outside of the state that was, I, I don't mean this in a wrong way, um, is Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams is the best, one of, one of, if not the best safety in the league, but not a national brand. When you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, I, I wrote them all down, 11, 12, 13, 14, 14 DBs since 2000 that have played in the league, all from the state of Louisiana, and half of them aren't Corey's. Guys, I'm sorry to tell you, he didn't make it a national brand. Louisiana made themselves a national brand. Where's Derek Stingley from? Where's Kelvin, uh, Kelvin Joseph from? And I know he went to Kentucky. Where, where, where is Greedy Williams from? Where is a uh, 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 kid from Rummel? Christian Fulton from? What, again, with all due respect to Corey, Louisiana made themselves made themselves DBU. Jerry says, coordinators, 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 we need to hire – we need some fire-ass coordinators. Okay, so we'll get into a little bit of that. So, day three of the coordinator watch, and I got to be honest. <laughs> when it comes to defensive coordinator, guys, I haven't – I've heard really and truthfully zilch. Doesn't mean some shit ain't going to break off tomorrow. Doesn't mean we don't have some breaking news tomorrow about the next defensive coordinator at LSU. But, man, (laughs) ain't nobody saying the same thing. Nobody. It's Durante Jones. I'm throwing names out. Don't take this to heart. Will Muschamp. Not Derek Brown. Shoot. Who's the Auburn D.C.? Losing my mind. Pete Goldine. I will tell you this. I will tell you this, for every single person that keeps throwing out Pete Golding's name, the defensive coordinator from uh, Alabama, I have been told that LSU hasn't even reached out yet. Or everybody's saying that they've reached out. His name constantly gets dragged into LSU. Derek Mason. Thank you, Lee. Derek Mason. But I'm going to sit here and tell you that I'm hearing from very, very reliable people around Pete Golding that that's a lie. It's a lie. So, I from a defensive coordinator standpoint, um, I'm hearing nothing. Pierce Lee says, "I'm sorry, Blake. I can't agree with that take because okay, 
I like when people disagree. Let's talk about it. Uh, because regardless of those guys growing up here, they still leave the state at, at a shocking clip. Well, Pierce, if they leave at a shocking clip, that means that if that means that they're leaving, which they're not leaving, at a shocking clip, that means that Corey wasn't recruiting them? What do you mean by that, Pierce? Pierce, put it back in here, and we'll keep having that discussion. Um, Mark says, Florida is basically Louisiana guys now. Come on, man. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But come on, man. Billy's not from here. Billy, Bill, Billy's not from Louisiana. Does everybody know that? He's from, like, South Carolina. It's not, he's not from Louisiana. That last name, Napier, don't let it fool you. All right, offensive coordinator, day three of Mike Dunbrock. Uh, Dunbrock. <laughs> um, let me say this. We talked a little bit earlier about Brian Kelly not being – idiotic or foolish it would not surprise me it would not surprise me and this is opinion strict opinion and even on both sides of the ball defense and offensive coordinator if Brian Kelly looked around not only the SEC for coordinators but the Big 12 and maybe the ACC why do I say that now I'm not saying Dunbrock's not going to be the guy his name continuously comes up and we're going to continue to monitor that. Now, once it normally when the name floats out like there that like this for that long, usually means there's not a lot of traction or it fizzles out or doesn't happen. It would it would be very I would be very surprised if Brian Kelly didn't go get an offensive coordinator with ties to the SEC, Big 12 or ACC. I don't see him going to somewhere up north. I don't see him going somewhere outside. Now, I could be dead wrong with that. I could be dead wrong with that. But I fully believe that Brian's going to use those those strengths and ties in the south to someone on the offensive side of the ball, offensive coordinator. Some things I hear, some things that, you know, a lot of people have kind of put together. And look, quite honestly, outside of Kerry Brooks, you got two guys from the state of Louisiana and Kerry Brook, uh, uh, Brooks, or Cook, excuse me, thinking of Ron Brooks. So... As day three continues to go on on coordinator inf- info, defensive-wise, man, um, there's not a lot I'm hearing as any kind of a confirmation. It's kind of silent. And I said it was silent last night, and it popped off like a son of a bitch. T- today, just shit just started flying out of there. Old Miss Sports at Real Rebel Sports Talk. On, on Twitter, hashtag AYS mean tweets. You're still a baby back bitch for keeping this tweet up, knowing it's a reach. What kind of shitty podcast piece of shit is making this up, you fat piece of crap? Oh, well, now he deleted it. Also, come out today, he a foreign LSU staff. Yeah, he was transferring, bitch. So, if anyone wants to talk some stuff, Go to at Rebel Sports Talk. But it looks like he just deleted this. Oh, and here he comes again. Now let's read this one. You're still a bitch for keeping this tweet up, knowing it's a reach. What kind of shitty podcast is this just making stuff up? Wow. Wow. 
Yikes. Craig Duga says, I'm just glad Ed O'Era, era, not era, but era is finally over. I'm so glad to finally have an actual head coach at the helm. Uh, McKaylin Simon says, Jimmy Lake, D.C. <laughs> Guys, I'm sorry, but I think it's funny when people send me stuff like that. At, at Rebel Sports Talk. <laughs> that shit's funny, man. Oh, God. Dwayne Official, DBU, he says it's over. It's over. Kyron on YouTube says Jimmy Lake would be solid. Everybody on YouTube, if you're not subscribed already, go ahead and do that. Hit that subscribe button and notification bell. Uh, Gerald says at this point on YouTube, at this point it doesn't matter, though. Just please don't take, don't keep Jake Peets. And that Tecmo Bowl playbook. All right, I'll report this since nobody else will is. And it's not a shock. I said it last week. I said it the week before. But I guess nobody's really listening to me when I say it. I hope you all know Jake Peets is not staying. And if DJ Mangus does stay, it's going to be on staff. Guys, I've said it for three weeks. I, I really don't know how else to report it other than coming on a live show and say Jake Peets isn't staying. Like, what else do I need to do? Do I need to write it down on Twitter? I mean... We're coming on a live show telling Jake Peets ain't staying. And, and, and look, Gerald, I know that you're kind of saying it, but he's not staying. Todd says, just my opinion, but I think Charlie Strong would be a good DC hire. I don't, I don't mind that, actually. I like me some Charlie Strong, man. Oh, uh, let me say this, because I had this in the – I had this in the – Comments today to something we're talking about, and I said, and I put it, I would go all in on, and I put parentheses, opinion here. Let me tell you something that I do, and I don't know if Brian Kelly's going to do this. I don't know if Brian Kelly's going to do this. You talk about fire coordinators and going and getting somebody hot and fiery and explosive and that and, and that does kind of have the same schematic uh, identity as Brian Kelly, go throw $2.5 million at Kendall Bryles and see if he comes. I'm serious, man. You got Brad Davis that already knows what he wants to do up front. Brian Kelly can kind of, they can kind of mold and talk and do some things together. And then, yeah, maybe you, the receivers in my, and tight ends, it might be different. But, man, I'm going to tell you, I don't know if Kendall Bryles isn't my number one guy on the board. Now, can you go get him? Is it realistic? Does Brian Kelly even like him? I don't know. But I tell you what, I'd make that call and make the offer. What I wouldn't do is get a Rudy Poo-ass scheme like Jake Pete's in here. I think I, I, I kind of think that I'm all in on, if it were me, if, again, opinion, if it were me, I would go all in on Kendall Bryles. Just throwing it out there, man. Just throwing it out there. Maybe one day I'll get my wish. Oh, by the way, if you remember a year ago, I came out here and said I wanted Derek Mason as the next defensive coordinator for LSU and got lit alive. Played out decently, I guess. Doing some good things at Auburn. Did the same thing Durante Jones did to Alabama. By the way, the SC West is always going to be better than the East. 
Why people thought it would be different this year, I have no clue. All right, guys, got to talk about my good friends over at LightboxJewelry.com. Say goodbye to all the dull gifts. Lightbox is a lab-grown diamond or the brightest gifts of the year. Best thing, it's only $800 per carat. Lightbox's lab-grown diamonds are the gift that you'll never want to take off. Priced so they won't have to, they really do make an outfit sparkling diamond. Visit lightboxjewelry.com. That's lightboxjewelry.com for all of your holiday shopping. Again, lightboxjewelry.com. And also, got to talk about our good friends over at the Drake Williams Law Firm. Drake Williams Law Firm. Dot com guys if you've been hurt if you've been affected by Hurricane Ida there's nobody better that you need to call for a free consultation than the Drake Williams Law Firm is your insurance company not giving you the money that you need to rebuild your home let the Drake Williams Law Firm look into that for you today again drakewilliamslawfirm.com 985-386-7600 all right Jimmy James says go offer the OC job to Parmesan Oregano over at Wake Forest. Well, his name is not Parmesan Oregano. <laughs> How y'all going to make racist comments about Italianas? We gave you pizza. We gave you spaghetti. We gave you lasagna. We gave you the missionary position, and y'all still going to call us by the wrong names. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm going to wait for these laughs to come in here but when I cuz I said the missionary position. <laughs> oh god. Here come the laughs. I can already tell it. I probably shouldn't have said that. Uh but Warren Ruggiero. 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 <laughs> Oh, God. (laughs) Richie Roche at Roche's Lawn and Landscaping, our landscaper for AYS. 985-225-937-7220. Even he's on board saying, don't make fun of us Italians. He's right. Chad Selfos, oh, God. LSU Colby says, AYX, triple X rated. Come on, man. Come on, man. Penn Jones says, I just want to know who gave us the All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, Ty Boudreaux says, Jack Miller. Now, Jack Miller is in the portal from Ohio State, whose name continues to come up now. Um. It's going to be interesting to see what it what about Jack Miller. Look, I and I it, it's been so um just getting some some other news. Bruce Feldman's just reporting the same thing about Corey Raymond. Um All right. Thought we had some breaking news. We didn't. Um. Anyway, 
Uh, Stefan says, Blake, stop telling people you're hiding the pepperoni. Come on, man. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Thank you. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, DMT says, do we only got one – or do we only get one quarterback out of the portal? No, I think you got to go get um, – well, yeah, I do think you got to go get one quarterback out of the portal, but that is if Walker Howard is healthy and ready to go. And that is if um, Garrett Nussmeyer is ready to go. Now, look, Preston Guy over at TigerBait.com said something last night that he had talked to um, Garrett Nussmeyer, uh, and he said he didn't know if he was playing the bowl game. But, man, like, how do you look your teammates in the eye? Like, I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. Lamar Williams says, are you wearing them lemon pepper steppers tonight? Come on, Lamar. You already know I'm always repping my lemon pepper steppers. I got the soul. Um, bro, people used to call me, bro, people. I don't know. Look, I just like my slippers. Uh, Rick says, QB, Nick Evers, do you commit it from Florida? Yeah, but you're not going to bring in another, you're not going to bring in two guys in the same, from the same class. You know, like if you go get a Jack Miller, I think that Walker Howard would be okay with it or, or a senior grad transfer. They're not going to be, they're not going to be okay with you signing two quarterbacks in this class. Now, the truth is you need two quarterbacks in this class. I don't know if the, the Howards are going to allow that. Uh, Lee says, Jim will never leave Wisconsin. Hell no. He'll never leave Wisconsin. Ever. I, 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 unless you unless you offer him something that he can't refuse. And even then, I mean, look, I think, what was it? The guy's made like $40 million in his life. You know, man, like, are you going to entice him with an extra hundred, uh, half million dollars to say the place that he loves? Like, I, I don't know that. But it doesn't mean I wouldn't go after him. I'm going to tell you this. Uh, LSU's about to hit the portal for offensive linemen. <laughs> LSU's about to hit the portal for offensive linemen. Be nice, everybody in the chat. All right, let's get to three or four more, and then we'll get out of here. Kenny Russell says, it was never – it never was regulated, so it basically has come become the Wild West. Yeah, and I, look, I, that was what my Rafino's West uh, Rafino's ranch was going to be about tonight. You know, I don't know if you guys saw Mark Emmert and and look talking about the transfer portal since we've been talking since we just mentioned that. Let me tell you something about the transfer portal. And I was going to talk about uh, uh, um, Max Johnson. You know, there was a lot of debate today about him being a quitter and. Him not him transferring at the wrong time and look, I, I, I'm going to end the show on this. Okay, if you're going to call Max Johnson a quitter and kids that go into the transfer portal quitters, number one, then you got to turn right around and call Brian Kelly one and Lincoln Riley one and every single coach that's leaving right now. What's worse, Max Johnson leaving? 
when he has nothing else to play for this season, or Brian Kelly leaving a team that's only a game away from making the playoffs. Let me tell you what my thought about it is. I want both of them to be able to do whatever they want. Guys, if somebody comes in here tomorrow, if ESPN walks in here tomorrow, which they're not, but if they do, and says, Blake, we want you to stop doing AYS and we're going to give you this amount. Everybody's going to take that damn check. Everybody's going to do what's best for them in business. Brian Kelly did it. Max Johnson believes that he's doing it. Mark Emmer today, when he was at a press conference, the NCAA president it was bitching and moaning and complaining like the little schoolgirl school that he is. Congress got to do something about name, image, and likeness. No, bitch. What you got to do is you got to regulate these coaching changes. You got to regulate the transfer portal when kids can and can't transfer, when coaches can and can't leave. Make it an open and closed window like you do recruiting. Then that way you solve this coaching carousel. You solve the portal. Move the recruiting date back. What the hell are you doing in the offseason anyway? Do you know why the NBA NBA offseason is so big? Because they put it right out after the NBA season is over with and all this traction and explosion happens. It keeps your sport alive. Same with the NFL. But Mark Emmert is sitting in this little corner. Oh, my God. Congress needs to help us about name, image, and likeness. Guys, I love college football more than any other sport. I think that you know that by now. But I'd be damned if Mark Emmer isn't going to sit up there in his ivory tower acting like a little schoolgirl bitch. I'm tired of him running the NCAA. Everybody wants to bitch and moan and complain about everything, but they don't want you want to bitch about the kids, you want to bitch about the coaches, you want to bitch about everything, but the man that you should the door that you should be knocking on is Mark Emmert saying, fix this shit. You're gonna blame everybody else but the man who should be should be accountable. But he's going to get his billion dollars a year, isn't he? $500 million a year, whatever the hell he's making. You, you, don't bl- you don't say anything about Mark Emmert's salary, do you? Let's look this shit up. Mark Emmert salary. Okay, maybe it's not $2 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I said two billion. Two point nine million dollars. For what does he do? Kurt Paul says get rid of the NCAA and the 
no, you you can't get rid of rules and regulations. You can't get rule, rid of rules and regulations. But you need a commissioner. You need a body that can put all this shit together. Guys, Will Wade's still fighting for his life with the FBI. Or not FBI. Well, no, he met with the FBI again. And Mark Emmerich is sitting in there. <laughs> like his name's Bart Simpson. All right. <laughs> it was a long way from $500 million. That's my fault. I was thinking of Roger Goodell. It's late in the show. It's late in the show. Give me a break. But we do need a commissioner in college football. All right. We're going to have new, more news tomorrow, I promise you. Stay tuned. Like, subscribe, follow to all the AYS platforms, AYS Sports across the board. We'll see you guys soon. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.